tonight. I have a good topic. Going into spiritual records to get some rationale for some behavior you, you exhibited. Yes. How far are we willing to go? To the Vedas, to the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. No, anybody have anything? Well, let's get back to it again. So, um, if there's an identification as this idea of self, and you set out on a course to lose interest in an objectification of self, that's going to be interest in self. So when you try to get out of something, you're reacting to something you didn't notice, which was the giving a reality to what you think you're in. Yes? So the in is seen to be real, therefore the out seems to be necessary. But if you're not in, how can you get out? Yeah? Or if you try to get out, wouldn't that be a very, very uh, big in? Yeah. So you can't get out of an imaginary place. And you can't get out of a place as an imaginary thing. Yeah. You see it? Simple thing in recovery, quit playing God. What's the long answer? It didn't, doesn't work. Simple as that. Okay. Do you believe you're playing God or do you feel, or doesn't it feel like the head is playing God? Yeah. Before you're even up, the head is, is ready to tell you how the day's gonna be. You're more of, of an audience that's being played too. I don't think you're doing the playing, yeah? So this is important because unbeknownst to you, there may be, there isn't a you obviously, but unbeknownst to us, there may be an act of being identified as a you, yeah? And therefore, we want to get out of this objectified idea of you, but as that you that now represents the subjectified. Yes? How is it going to work? It says self can't get out of self. The same thing with playing God. If you see you're not that which is playing God, and I'm saying you're not that which is playing God, but that doesn't matter really unless you see it. because. Yeah? Yeah. You're not that which is playing God, I believe humbly is a fact. When you see you're not that which is playing God, what happens? You lose interest in that which is playing God. Now, if you don't see that, and that which is playing God attempts to quit playing God, isn't that playing God? 
once it's out, once it in, how can it get out? Yeah. So that which is playing God, if you're in, you're not going to get out because then every attempt to get out of it as that which is playing God is playing God. You don't see it. It's these are like the these are like the handcuffs that are invisible. This is why it's called the bondage of self. Yeah. When you bond, bound something, sometimes you bound it by wrapping something around it. Yeah. So you bound the arm with the wound. So there's which limits the movement of the arm and it puts it in a certain condition. Yeah. That overrides the other condition of being able to move it and everything like that. The bondage of this idea of self is just like that. It doesn't fit well. Yeah. You may feel you can reach 15 feet, but you can only seem to do seven feet. Something is binding you. Just like if you wear a certain, these pants that they're coming out with, these blue jeans, you have to be like a stick figure like myself to wear them. Yeah. They're so fucking skinny and you can't move. Yeah. You can't bend down to get something. There's like, there's five areas that you feel. And one of them, obviously the genitalia is like sort of bound. Yeah. <laughs> you can't move freely. Now what happens? You would probably get another pair of pants. Yeah. Because you could see that you could feel it as the obvious, but there's so much bonding going on that you, you notice, but you can't see it. Yeah. You can't say, oh, it's the fucking pants. Yeah. But what we do in recovery, we see it as self. Yeah. And we ask for the please for us to be relieved of this bondage of self, just as if with, when you take those pants one time when I was uh, young in San Francisco, San Francisco polite me, politely kicked me out of San Francisco. They bought me a bus ticket. I had an option, which is I could go anywhere in the in the main United States, but you, I was going to go. It didn't matter where, but I was going. And they paid for the ticket. And when I got on that bus, I had absolutely nothing. I was wearing a pair of tight black jeans with a black T-shirt, and that was basically what I had, maybe a little bag. The trip to Miami was three and a half days on the bus. It was fucking quite uncomfortable with those pants on. Yeah. Now I was on a bus. Yeah. But it really wasn't the bus that was making me really uncomfortable. It was me wearing these pants on the bus. Yeah. So I could bitch about the bus and everything like that. But a lot of what I thought the bus was producing would have been relieved if the pants came off. Yes. It's a misunderstanding. We're not recognizing something and therefore we're trying to recognize its effects in all these other things and when we convict those things we find it doesn't work we don't get the relief that we thought it was just like the same thing you know it was unbearable to feel like a doer and and have seemingly done what i did under the influence it was so unbearable i had a story that if I stopped using cocaine, I would stop a lot of that behavior. Yes? 
It was the cocaine that was making me do it. Not the selfing, the cocaine. Yeah. So I was unclear. I get sober. What happens? After a month or two, I start acting out. Not, and I did not do any cocaine. Bingo. Wrong answer. Once again. Yes. So we feel the bondage, but we're not naming it. We are naming it. It's us, really. And that's unbearable. So we say it's them. So we've projected on others to get a little bit of relief because it's so fucking claustrophobic. But all our solutions are soured because of the mis the non-recognition of the problem. Yeah. It really wasn't the bus, it was those pants. Yes. Yeah. So when you finally hear it, just like the old thing with the you have a belief that what you're itching on your leg is psoriasis. You don't have any evidence. You just believe that. And then you get a lot of psoriasis ointments and you put it on and you're really hoping it's going to work because you want to be right. Obviously, the head likes to be right. <laughs> you know, it keeps its relevant quota up. And so you're starting to realize it's not working, but you, you pay, you know, you spent a hundred bucks on the psoriasis shit. You really want it to work because it's not reflecting well on you, but really it's not working. So someone comes over and they say, hey, listen, I got some eczema ointment. Why don't you try it? Of course, you probably don't do it when they're there, but when they leave, you put it on and then you get relief. So now what was the real solution? What did the solution produce? Your recognition of the problem, yes? The, the right diagnosis of the problem. Putting the other medication on the end, eczema was probably causing more eczema, yeah? So you, you arrive at the bondage of self as being the root of a lot of stuff by having relief from the bondage of self. Yeah. You go to court, you have the, you have the, uh, the person you believe has done it and you got the evidence and it gets convicted. It's not like a movie where there's a twist. If you see it, and it and relief shows up, you're on the money. Yes. If you start traveling lighter, then the fucking thing is working. And it's not, it's the recognition of the problem from the solution. When you get relief, more gets revealed about what? About the problem. I don't even want to call it the problem, but in this example, yeah. About that other. Yeah. So this idea, yeah, it's they're driving me crazy. This, that. We're constantly throwing the blame on tons of things. And you would think if we actually hit the target, there would be certain expectations of effects. And yet they don't happen because we're not hitting the target. Yeah. It's not because uh, someone else showed up at the party. It's when you go to the party, it sucks. 
And where is the attention and interest? At least get it into the vicinity of the neighborhood of the mental processes. I mean, that's where it hangs out most of the time. That's where it's getting its orders. That's where it's getting direction, yes? All from that which is playing God, yeah? This is the thing with addiction. Addiction is an aspect of the mental processes, yes? It finds form and, and ways to manifest, but how it manifests isn't the source of the addiction, yeah? The source of the addiction is of the head, yeah? So cocaine isn't the source of the addiction. It's the head looking for something and wanting to express this inane shit it has through that, yeah? Now you run into something like heroin that has such a physical effect that you feel like addicted as the body. Yet, once you're free from it, what brings you back to the heroin is not the body after you co-turkeyed it. Yeah, it's the head where the addiction abides, yes? And why is the head so concentrated? Because it's, it's given birth to a system called self-centeredness. So it sees everything as how it pertains to it, the it that you're not. This is the humble uh, presentation. If you found relief with it, Bingo, eczema was met with eczema ointment. Hallelujah. Simple, yes? Didn't have to become exotic, fucking wait for the, to, you know, find that plant in the Amazon and concoct a new ointment. No, simple, yeah? There's a, an addiction to the act of being identified as self. We are not that which is addicted to that. It's the mental processes. The mental processes has you as a doer of everything. Therefore, you feel like you're the doer of that addiction. Yes? But that's not coming from you. That's a product of the mental process. Because the mental process sees everything that's happening as a, as a shadow of, of the one that it's happening to or by. Yeah? So... There's the act of being identified as self, and then there's you in the act of being identified as self. Yeah? There is no you in there. How, how cognitively dissonant is it where you seem to hate yourself? You know what I mean? It's not... It's, when it's it's self-destructive, all right, but when we're in the act of being identified as self, it seems to be unbelievable. Why would I want to hurt myself so fucking much? Yeah? Very confusing. Very, I mean, it's unbelievable. You just can't, you just, because the mental logic is defined, the brain interprets everything to the body of which it is a part. Yes? We need a solution outside of the system. The solution is outside of the system, basically. 
There isn't a solution outside the system. The solution is outside of the system. That's where it, it's huge. It's huge. It's not the solution is outside and then you have to find that. No, just, just lose interest in the system. You're going to run right into it. Just like when I was a kid and they would talk about God being all powerful and all knowing and everywhere. And I would really be, why am I not bumping into it? Yeah. I, I would, I'm bumping into people I don't want to see like my first grade teacher or something, but why am I not bumping into that, which is everywhere? Because I was in a fucking mental somewhere. Imagined not a real place to be in and not a real place to get out of. Yeah. When you're when you're in it, there's a need to get out. But if if there's if you could take a step back and you would see, there is no in or out. Yeah. It's like there's a projection, and then you lose the sense of being the projector, and now you seem to be that which is perceiving this reality going on. Yeah. Who cares if that? But that's what's happening. The point is, it's not happening to you. Yeah, you're the spacious audience that you couldn't see anyone sitting in any of the seats, yet it's a huge presence. Yeah. Yeah. How it's happening here, I'm just like a simpleton now. It's just unbelievable. I've been dumbed down completely. It's great. I just really, I'm like, I'm, I've got about three inches above the turmit, turnip view. Yeah. I'm just seeing it from ground. I'm seeing it here all from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be interested in mind candy. I could care less. Yeah. I don't care if there's an eighth dimension or one dimension i don't care how many times you reincarnated i don't believe there's been any incarnation i just don't i don't believe this is a real place i don't think it is now do i does the action figure act like it is yes without it acting like it is it would seem more fucking unreal obviously yes <laughs> we get fooled by how real the action figure takes it yes that's what we're relying on. So if the action figure is getting it to be real, it must be real. But when you see the action figure may not be real, a lot of those uh, blinders are taken off. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here. And uh, don't you see? If you, if you see vehicles of addiction, they're growing. They're growing big time. Social media, social whatever, platforms, TikToks, Narcissus look with, with its mobile pond. It can see itself everywhere. Yes. It's just spreading. True. Yeah. There seems to be no answer to it because we're not seeing it. We're trying to fucking get ahead of its effects. 
but we're fucking just swallowed up in it. Yeah. We're trying to apply everything we can possibly think of without recognizing the real problem, which is this act of being identified as a self. Yeah. We want to blame it on trauma, but well, who gave it, who or what gave the meaning of the trauma? The trauma didn't give you a meaning until you gave it a meaning. Yes. Where is that, that nowhere and no lanes and not two lanes or one lane, just broad highway? Where does it turn into a two lane? How do we see everything in a dualistic way? We must be in a dualistic formula. Yes. The subject object is mixed up. We're having an experience, what they would call a subjective experience of dreaming, but we're taking ourselves to be the object, which is the dreamt. Yeah. And not seeing the source of everything coming from the dreaming, we're trying to fight these flies with fly swatters and trying to become fucking pooper scooper masters and trying to, if I figure it all out, it should change. And it doesn't. Yeah. Because you're not, it's a misdiagnosis. If you're on the money, relief should follow and not the relief that everything goes great. Know that you travel lighter through whatever life has in store for you. Yeah. You don't have special racing wheels. You got all terrain wheels. Yeah. And you'll know the tree by its fruits. You don't have to buy the tree. You'll recognize it by its fruits. Here's a simple invitation. Yeah. What is that which is before self? If you are that which is before self, you will see you're not in self and you will not get interested in getting out of self. Do you hear this? If you see from what you are before self, you will see you are not in self and you will lose a complete interest in getting out of self. Have you ever seen a self com complete that mission? Have you? People who wanted it the most, recovered alcoholics, came back with a very clear observation, self cannot get out of self. Yeah. The idea, the in can't get out, yeah? Self, the, the identification as self is the in. And now as the in, you're trying to get out of like an objectified in. My wedding, my family, this or that. Yes, constantly, constantly, constantly pointing a finger at something, but not getting the relief you would expect from a true answer. Yeah, because it isn't. You can't get out of what you're not in and you can't get into what you're not out of. Hallelujah. All you need is a simple recognition of that. That's all. It's not like fucking rocket science. You can't get out of what you're not in and you can't get into what you're not out of. 
Beautiful. A lot of the frustration is the opposite has been going on. We've been trying to get into what we cannot be out of, and we're trying to get out of what we cannot be in. Yeah. How simple is that? It's sort of like you're going north on Highway 101 or south on Highway 101. It's, we're not talking about all the rest stops and all the hills of one, just, just basic direction, north and south. Yeah. I didn't come up with this. It came in, it came through me. I started to see things and then things were seen. Yeah. And it seems to have worked. So I'm passing it on. And, you know, if you want to become, you know, fucking super great meditator and transcend the eight dimensions, great. Just make sure that there's, you, you have an understanding that the head is going to claim every eight dimension you go to. And it's going to have an idea that it's you that got there. That's the bondage of self on the eighth dimension, just like the bondage of self in the first three dimensions. It's the same bondage of self. There'll be a claiming of wherever you are as some place you arrived at as self. Yes? It's, it's mechanical. It's not personal. It isn't because you did something that it stopped and it's not because you didn't do something that it continues. It's mechanical. As long as you're there, it's apt to be here. Yeah. But get clear, please. You're not choosing it. There isn't a, a, a super tiny, clear, pure self that's before the self. Yeah. It's a mini doer. Yeah. No. I could be wrong, but I'm going to put it out as it comes through me. And I'm just going to pound away at it. So this is how I see it. Not as Paul, but through what happened. And, you know, if it works, great. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it's good. That's going to work because everything, when it fails you, is a success. Yeah. Just like they used to say, you know, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. Why is that? Because your head is throwing the Buddha nature off of you onto that person so that you don't have to see it as in you. So you shoot the fucking Buddha because he's being used for something that you may not be aware of, which is displacing your nature onto someone else's nature to exempt you from being the Buddha. Yeah. If there's one Buddha in this life, it's given the mental state, the alibi to exempt itself from being the Buddha. It'll sign up to become the Buddha for lifetimes. But being the Buddha is, is a true threat to its, its made-up relevance. Yeah? Yeah. So anyone, Mike? Yes. Although I was just going to ask myself quickly, do you ever see the Zoom squares like, like the eyes of a, of a bee or a fly, you know, the eyes of the Buddha? <laughs> no. Okay. David has his hand up. I thought you said that, but no, what I see is... Uh... <laughs> flies that you want to swat? <laughs> no, no. Slap, no. Flies that you want to slap? <laughs> yeah, as long as I, I'm, I'm not, as long as I know I'm not the shit, I don't care how many flies there are. 
Okay, David, David's up. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. Nice to see everybody. Uh, just something you said in amongst that, Paul, then. Um, and then going back a little while ago, something something that you said similar. You said someone rang you up once or or people ring you and say, Oh, I've got it. You know, I've got I've got it. it's just everyone else that's pissing me off that hasn't got it. That yes. so, this sort of thing. So and then you just I think you just sort of touched on then about how like in the times we're living in now, you know, with social media and all, all these things that um uh, this is my words seem to be conducive to not knowing that we're not um, uh, to not to not knowing what you're not. Um, do do you see? Because you've been doing or, or or doing this for a long time. Like talking about it, and that for it's a, I think it's about thirty years or something. Do you think that it's um, more common now at, at, at this time for people? More people seem to not know what what they aren't. Am I making sense? I think well, there's I more people, so of course there's <laughs> more people seemingly. So there's going to be more people. <laughs> in that condition it's, it's the I, I don't see it that way what i see because of coming out of addiction and alcoholism and that's my the community that i've lived in uh the momentum yes. of the expression of the mental addictiveness seems to be speeding up and it's it's finding many many more avenues yeah, it's it's funny because I was thinking like in the Western world or here, and I've only ever been in Australia, but you know, it's like a lot of people here, me included, for a lot of years, your worth it seems to be judged by like internally me, like if I owned a house or if I, how many cars I had or if I had a successful marriage or. And then I can only read or hear from other people, like other parts of the world. Like I had a friend of mine went to, um, I think it was India or somewhere like that. And he um, sort of went to some, um, I think they call them like tent cities, you know, where people were living in situations where they had not much, like, like no cars, definitely no running water. And he said, the, he said to me, the funny thing was, these people seem so happy, you know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. so so I like. Do you think like material stuff, like having, like I said, that having a car, having this, having that, that sort of makes you uh, you think more. To me, I think that makes you think that you're well, this. It can facilitate that, yes. But then again, also, it can speed up recognition of the failure of how things going. Ah, uh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So a yeah, lot of do. people didn't start out in a simple life are, are now in a simple life based on, you know, what happened living in that very speedy and every that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I get what yes. you mean. I, so I, everything, I've said this everything has value. I mean, uh, 
you maybe appreciate a simple life when you haven't had one. And then these people, I remember when I went to, uh, I used to go to Asia a lot. So Burma, very, very poor. Yeah. yeah. And they have a big river that goes through Burma called the Irrawaddy. And uh, outside of uh, Rangoon, there would be people that they lived in like a 20 person like family type thing and they'd wait for boats to come up and they'd unload the boats yeah and then yeah. the rest of the time they were just hanging out smoking talking and you could see it my people were smiling a whole lot more than where i grew up and uh back in northern california and then there would be you would walk down in down uh this road or next to the river and they would set up these little amusement parks which were really you know when you used to hang out hang clothes outside there'd be a metal pole with all these things sticking out they'd have that as a they'd have they'd make up cardboard boxes and put like a, a spaceship on it and they'd have a lady just move just having a rope pulling it and the little kids on this made up ride were so fucking happy it was unbelievable yeah and uh yeah. i thought that it was very very uh awakening the travel when you were young because obviously you know wherever you are you think it's the best so to speak but then you see wow these people have a whole lot less but they're smiling a whole lot more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so. funny because yeah. i've mentioned this before i'm lucky enough to have four grandchildren one of my daughters has got four kids and um one of them's not even one yet the next one i think's three the, the next little boy's just turned six and my uh oldest the oldest granddaughter's nine and uh Obviously, the little one that's not one yet, like when I go around to my daughters, he's just sitting there in a chair, pretty much, unless he's hungry or sleepy, he's just always got this weird looking smile on his head, just like it doesn't take much to entertain him, like someone could just walk by or a fly on the wall or, or what he's pretty fucking happy, you know. Yeah. And then the next one, I really see it. it it's like I noticed with the second oldest boy and the and and the third oldest child once they got to about two and a half three uh she, all that sort of innocence that like a fly entertaining you sort of went away it still happens a little bit with them but the older they get the more they need to or they think they need to be happy you you reminded me that of that the other day and in a way because it's a time thing. Even even the six year old now, and the three year old, they don't give a fuck what time they get up in the morning, and they like like there's no rush to get anywhere. It's like it's just like who gives a shit? I'm just gonna watch this today. I think time, and I was thinking, I think time first comes into the equation on them. The first sort of rule, and it probably was for me when I was young too, was it's time to go to bed. You know, like when your parents would say yeah. that, you hate, well, I hated that as a kid. I don't want to go to bed yet, but it's a really nice thing. I'm just saying it's a really nice thing for me to see it in those those um, those kids. 
like uh, you know what what we what we're doing here in a way is that it would be nice but a lot of people can't change their outside circumstances they have no. a seat and stuff and the message is basically uh there's a lot of distribution of interest and attention that could be differently distributed if you lost interest in self <laughs> it's just and, and you may see things you weren't seeing even walking down your uh, from your door to the street for 30 years you'll start seeing new shit yeah so yeah it'd be wonderful if we could return everyone into a whatever but that doesn't seem to be uh, easily available what's easy, much more available is to recognize what you're not <laughs> i mean yeah. and to see that uh, there's an over distribution of interest and attention to the mental activities. It just is. Yeah. yeah. I remember when you were a kid, you take meet a rock and you try to taste it or something. Yeah. Now most people don't touch anything almost. They're just like, they're like a dog with mange with those satellite cones on their head. It's just, it's just K Paul all fucking day. We're not, we're not asking for much, just a simple recognition that if I'm not that, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure you're going to lose interest in it. <laughs> I just yeah. am. Because I, I've seen that example in thousands of things, like conversations that I thought were about me when I realized they weren't about me, I lost interest in them. Well, guess what? That's, that's been demonstrated that that works. Well, we're applying it to this idea of you. <laughs> that's simple and because yeah. it's true humbly that there isn't this this ideation of self that even if there yeah. is something the the way we're looking at it through all these myopic lenses it's mutated beyond compare just like you you know every inch of your your face maybe and you're thinking you look different maybe every day or you wake up, you have bags on your eyes. Most people who aren't you just see you. <laughs> like if you're, if you're deathly ill, they may say, well, you don't look so good. But they're not following the minor uh, gyrations of, of the surface appearance. <laughs> they're, just, they're so busy somewhere else, yeah? So this attention and interest we don't see it. There's not lanes. Yeah. You're not, you're not walking around ducking interest and attention as it goes by, you know, <laughs> this is a rest area or a, it's just a field, but it's, it's influence is unbelievable because a subjective experience is usually produced by how the experience is directed. So if you're interested in attention, Attention is constantly being directed back to your idea of you, you're going to have a, a life of seeing everything as how it pertains to you. Yes. That to yeah. me is like a fucking vertical coffin, really. Yeah, I, I had a great example of that last night. Just for, I know what the reason is, but the last, the last three, let's say three weeks, I, uh, for whatever, <laughs> I won't say for whatever reason, but I, I haven't had much of an interest in exactly what you're saying there. I've had a real, uh, about the last three weeks, it's been really nice, you know, like travelling light. And then yesterday, 
I've been working on this car for my daughter for about 16 years, getting this car going, and I've got it all finished. And yesterday I just took it for a bit of a spin. And then um, I let my, my friend that was with me had a, just put it in back in my workshop for me. And I got, a, I got out of the passenger door and they locked the keys inside the car. And I haven't got a spare set of keys. And then all of a sudden, uh, just it, 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 it happened. I got hot under the collar, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't get into the car. I tried, I tried, um, made up a little lever to to break into the car, just out of a steel ruler. And then all of a sudden, I got embarrassed in it because I couldn't get it open in front of the person. And then up here, started going, uh, you know, call in my in my head, calling that my friend. You know, oh, what a dickhead. This, they shouldn't have locked the keys in the car. Even though I, in my life, I've probably locked keys in cars 10 times myself. It's just a mistake that happens. But just in that moment, and, and probably felt hot under the collar and weird for maybe an hour or two be, because it was all about me. And I, I sort of, when I finally calmed down and went, it's just keys. Like, it's just a situation. It's just life going on. It's nothing. Really, it's not not as if those keys are going to be inside that car forever, and I'm never going to be able to move the fucking thing. It's like, but but it did. It, it became for whatever reason. I, I couldn't combat it. Let's. I know that's that, that's not quite correct to say that, but it just got the better of me for a little while. But not 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 definitely not like like something like that in my past. Could affect like just fuck with me for like weeks and weeks and weeks and like lose a friendship with that friend over something like that. That's how ridiculous I was, which is sort of funny to see. But yeah, and I even look at it as if it went on for an hour or two hours or whatever it went on for. And I came in this morning to work and within two minutes got that door open. Anyway, I just had to make a little tool I made a little bit bigger, but. It was just nice to see uh, that it just all became about me totally believing I was this for that two-hour two period. I'm maybe not totally believing it, but uh, uh, fair, oh, I'm embarrassed. Oh, I'm, you know, it all becomes about this. Yeah, so I, all right. I sort of get so, what saying. So here's, you just described something, and now we're going to move it on the screen to a, to a category where it's rightfully should be under, which is traveling lighter. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. There you go. Yeah, which uh, I've got to thank the, all you guys and this a lot, lot for that um, sort of. Uh, you see, this is the difference when what you're not flips out. What you're not doesn't want to be that. Yeah. All right. When you are seeing what you're not flip out from what you are, there's a lot more space around it. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. you're not a lot of times does not want to be what you're not. <laughs> it, it would love to. This is when it tries to use non-duality as an escape mechanism or something. It doesn't work. But the beautiful thing is to, to watch what you're not from the audience, not another uh, 
what you are singularity. No, just the audience of what you're not, what you are. See what you're not. And then it's very revealing. Yeah, it is. You don't, instead of trying to rush out and put the fire out immediately and get rid of all the evidence, just check it out. And then what we're saying here will be fortified by your own fucking observation. Yes. This is the thanks, Paul. That the, the head is always going to overplay its hand. It is. Just let it fucking play out a little. Don't be so afraid. Oh no, just see it. And then it it you'll see it. You'll see it as not you from what you are, not get a scent or smell of it from what you're not, it doesn't work. So this is just seeing both of those, the what you're not's reaction to what, what you're not did, yet you see it from what you are, yeah? And you know, like happens in this world, usually the cover-up is worse than the crime. It's usually the reaction of the policeman checking out what the thief did that actually is the bigger fucking crime. Yes, so... You can see both of those aspects and not do much. Yeah. 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 Things sizzles out, uh, you know. Yeah. You're going to get in the habit. You're not going to be, first of all, if you want a spiritual path, grow old. It's, it's going to, a lot of your hot fires of youth are going to go out. <laughs> You're going to just be chill, much more chilled out. Yeah. So basically, there won't be, you know, so much oomph to fucking, I got to prove that guy wrong or whatever. It just, it just dissipates over time. So you're in the process of traveling lighter already. Yeah. Because all the I'm meeting. Amazed. Yeah. I'm amazed. Uh, lately by how much happier I am doing a lot less than I used to do. Yeah. You know, like I always, in my life, I always had to be on the go. I always had to be, I thought I wasn't living or I thought I wasn't happy unless I was doing something. Now I have great times when I'm um, doing a bit like Craig, just sitting at the park or I'm not doing much at all. A bit like everybody, I suppose. And it's, we're and not it's opening another corner, bro. We're not, it's uh, not going to be two Australian corners. No, I can see you're starting to get in. <laughs> All right. No, I'll go because I'm trying to weekly, make a new uh, corner. Yeah. <laughs> weekly show on, on the Zen Bishlap station. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my right. friend. I'm happy. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I'm happy it's playing out. A little lightness goes a long way, really. Shit. Yeah. It really does. When I used to speak at big AA meetings, sometimes the first thing I would say is, let's say if I was in San Francisco, I would say San Francisco should send us a send AA a huge fucking grateful note, thank you note, because all of us out on the streets tonight, fucking actively addicted, would have been fucking a, a hell escape. And here we are, a hundred people not doing shit. It was great. <laughs> it's a lot of shit that you don't see, really, where there's so much value. Yeah, you're just not doing the old shit.
Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, hey, thank you. All right, Mike, anyone else? No, no signs of hands. No signs of hands. That's a beautiful sight for me. Rick Rowe and Greg and uh, someone else just get their hand. Live chat. I think someone else just uh, fainted anyway. They acted like they wanted to. Oh yeah, it's Robert. Oh, Robert. Robert. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a question. You said something you like to see hands, so I put it up. <laughs> but uh no i i believe in your message um it seems like questions are almost useless because i remember you saying that you're here not to talk to my head you're tossing messages over it yes hoping yeah. something will stick and basically that's why i'm here maybe at some point you'll transmit something i might receive it you know well it's already happened bro huh? yeah it's already happening. That's why I'm here, I guess. Huh? Well, you know, I, I zoomed with you about four or five years ago, I think. I can't remember the time. You were living in a house on a lake. On a lagoon. Yeah. Lagoon. On a lagoon. And the guy was moving out. You were looking for a new tenant. And I think you had just met a new girlfriend and she was French or something. Does that sound Italian. right? Italian. Huh? Italian. Italian. Oh, Italian. Yes. Okay. The love of my life. Yes. Is that who you're with now? Yes, but that the house on the lagoon we left at after a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you showed me a panoramic view of it, man. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful while it lasted. But <laughs> I ran into a simple thing. What is it I know that I don't want to know? I knew the landlady was insane. I didn't want to know that because I wanted to still be on the water, but uh, sanity uh, reigned supreme. There you go. <laughs> Spell All was right. broken. And we went, we, we're, we've been on dry land. I was just in the lagoon today, though, which was nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, the best part of it, I still got, which is access to the lagoon. All the other stuff is gone. The house oh, is gone with the lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing good. Though. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Well, that's 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 kind of a part of the thing I'm afraid of. If I see myself uh, as the um, just looking and not part of the selfing, I kind of get uh, scared because it's like I need the self. Because well, self life, might, life might not give me what I want. Selfing gets scared. You don't, bro. Oh, selfing gets scared? Yes. It's oh. the reaction of the selfing, and then we believe it's ours. Yes, but it's not your oh. reaction. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. See, there's a perfect example. Yes. Yeah, so the head arises and says, I'm scared, which is true, but we believe it's us that's scared, which is not true. Oh. The head is scared, oh. definitely. It's the, it's the selfing that's afraid it won't be able to, you know, live most like definitely. The selfing knows it doesn't exist. Oh, it does? For sure. It's completely anxious of being found out. No shit. I didn't know no that. Shit. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it lives on. It lives through the reflection of our light. Yes. It's quite oh, yeah. aware of it. 
Oh, yeah. That's why it's it it runs a huge advertising campaign to keep you convinced <laughs> not to make a move and you'll be afraid or this is forbidden. I mean, it's not you talking. That's for sure. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm getting some clarity on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's weird. You want to picture it as a parasitical thing. That's how we see it in recovery. So right. the parasite talks to the host uh, uh, as the host. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Parasite, when it says, I'm afraid, you say, I'm afraid. There's an act of being identified with it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, there is validity. We're not saying... Uh, there is no fear. We're saying it's not you that's afraid. That's the point. The whole point, the message is not. Uh, but the self is thinking afraid or not. It's about who is it that's afraid. That's the message. Yeah. Okay. So the self is afraid that without its. Without, without its us, it has nothing. Exactly. Uh, uh. It needs it needs us way more than we need it and it doesn't like that fucking natural balance so it 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 weighs down the scale on its side with constant uh. petition most of the times you have been afraid it, you were not afraid <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen have you ever been in an accident and something and experience you're in an accident so maybe you've had a fear of accidents your whole life whatever somehow you're on a, a rainy road this happened to me on a in the mountains uh near santa cruz california and my the car i was in hydroplaned you know and started going a 360 now right. i was in there time really slowed up right. and my head was like I, and I came to a conclusion, I'll know how bad it is when I hit the guardrail. And I was just like, this was taking forever. There was no fear whatsoever because right. the thing that was afraid shut down. <laughs> right. You don't right. realize it's never there when the shit hits the fan. I'll be damned. You're right. You're it's right. never at the scene of the crime. It's the fucking, it's the crime journalist that writes the story about it. <laughs> <laughs> it disguises right. itself perfectly by blaming everyone else you especially <laughs> so this is the point i'm okay. i'm uh i am disconnected self disconnected yes that's a fact see but the act of being identified we take it on that we're disconnected you see it this is where the message hits it's not saying there isn't a sense of disconnected and that something's having it. We're saying it's not you that's having that sense of disconnected. The sense of disconnected is having you, really. Yeah. 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 It's quite different. Quite different. Just because this is what flips people out. They, they feel they're super clear, but something doesn't seem to be clear. It's still flipping out. It's still anxious. It gets angry. Yeah, that's what you're not. Yeah, it's a mechanical activity that's going off. It scares itself most of the, all the time. Yeah. But when it says, I'm scared, we think it's, 
I'm scared when it when it isn't. Yeah. So wow. we seem to be beholden to its volatile changings of conditions and whimsical right. this and that. Right. We right. start aligning ourselves with its story as our story. We just want to make it clear it's its story, not our story. Yeah. That's why you can be completely, uh, when there's a loss of interest in self, you feel like there's a huge gaining in something much different, yes? But it doesn't seem to really affect the self as much. The self just, the volume goes down, but it still does the same things. It still claims everything. It still tells wild stories. I'm not here. I'm out of the moment. I'm doing this and doing that. And now our allegiance to its story has been broken. We're not living as if we're a self anymore. We're living before the living as if I'm a self. Yeah. The, the most normal event ever. Living before the interpretation of life as a self. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. See, this is what happens. In recovery, it says self is a resentment is a manifestation of self. Your head in the form of self goes, My resentments. It's very clear. It's true. Yeah. Right. It is my resentment. When self is speaking, the self thing is speaking, it's correct. It's my resentment, but it's not my resentment because I'm not self. You see? See, this is the dilemma. People read it in the big book of AA. Some people have been 40 years, 50 years they've been reading. All right? Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its, meaning self's, common manifestations. All right? One of the manifestations of self is resentment. So when self when a resentment occurs, which actually the idea of self gave birth to, the self sees it and says clearly, my resentment. Why are we saying it's my resentment? We are not self, you see? The self is being true to itself. It's saying, yeah, I'm afraid, yes. Yeah. This is weird when you're trying to convince something other than you that it's not afraid when it's afraid. It's sort of like, when there's tons of flies around something, it's probably shit. And then you're trying to say, there's no shit, no shit, but the flies, they're not moving. <laughs> there's shit, yeah? Right. See, we are aligned with the self story, or let's call it self, the selfing story of this life. So when selfing is afraid, we're afraid. When selfing is resentful, we're resentful. Do you see? Yes. We get bonded to by self, by the act of being identified as it. And we're not doing that act. The mental state is doing the act. We're just complying. We're, we're allowing it to manufacture consent through ignorance. We don't have that luxury anymore. You've heard non-duality. You're not ignorant of the fact that there could be something else other than you that's living seemingly as you. You've been introduced to this idea. 
the gig is up in a way. <laughs> yeah. So now right. it goes, well, I'm really confused. That's what we're shooting for. The scariest thing is when the fucking head is certain. That's when the fundamentalism and the fucking shit like that happens. Yeah, and then people are getting burnt at stakes and inquisitions and shit like that. So the head being certain is a scary fucking condition. Right. But I'm certain I'm not the head, thank God. Right, because it does a lot of shit that I don't like that I want no part of. Exactly, and you get dragged along because you don't. we don't seemingly know any better. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. We see we, people when they describe a resentment, you recognize resentment, but you don't recognize who's the owner of it. <laughs> That's right. the drag. You keep claiming self's manifestations is yours. That's the bondage of self. Right. Supposedly, we're constantly praying for the relief from the bondage of self. First, get us an illustrated example of what the bondage of self is like and it's very simple resentment is a manifestation of self in your life it's not yours <laughs> oh this message is too complex that's fucking pretty simple that which has defeated you is not you right you can't be simpler than that yeah right, right. so you're afraid of losing selfing. You're not afraid. Selfing is afraid of losing selfing. Of course. It's trying to preserve itself. It's not trying to kill itself. That's the last thing it wants to happen. Actually, it wants you to try to kill it because it gives it life. It doesn't, it's not even worthy of a kill because it doesn't exist. It's an activity. It hopes you. It hopes you see it as the great enemy. It hopes you are going to go to war against it. It does because it gets filled up with meaning. Oh, way, way big. It gets killed by irrelevance. That's what kills it. Okay. Wasn't that famous line in a movie? It wasn't this that killed the beast. It was love or something. Yeah. Right. It wasn't beauty that killed the beast. It was love that killed the beast. In this way, it's irrelevance that killed the beast. <laughs> right. Lack of attention. You lose interest, exactly. Lose interest. That's when you always hear it's golden oldies. Once it feels like it's losing the grip, it's, oh, you'll never be loved. You remember that thing you did to your mother? Blah, blah, blah. It tries to bring out the big guns to keep you paralyzed. <laughs> that's funny Good luck, bro. but please yeah you're not afraid of losing self that, that, that helped that, afraid of losing self. that helped it would be a it would be a joyous moment for you yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'll tell you sometimes life will put you in a place uh when you see the emperor with no clothes for quite a while 
Uh, the point is not to see the emperor with no clothes. It's to know the emperor has no clothes while it's wearing clothes. Yes. The seeing may not always be available as a peak experience, but the knowing will very, 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 verily, very become very powerful. Yeah, so no matter what regalia it's wearing and shit, you'll you'll see it as having no clothes. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you travel lighter, you know. You get angry, you travel lighter. You don't get angry, you travel lighter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thank you. See, the language we're pledging allegiance. If you want to, I like to paint it with a thick brush. So a foreign uh, pathogen, let's call it. Yeah. So we pledge allegiance to its little quirks and its feelings and its interpretations of certain conditions and we believe they're ours this is the act of being identified as self yeah you can see it because you're not looking from it you're you can see it and you can see it and through ignorance be looking from it but hopefully non-duality will clear up that ignorance and now you will see it and you'll see something saying that you're looking from it and you won't be aligned with that. Yes? Yes. So a true position will be established that can see its little false evidence positions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, what it has a volatile condition so it's trying to manage and control other conditions, yes? But there's an inherent condition that we have that's not in the business of doing that. It's just not. Yeah. The traveling lighter is the ability to enjoy peace of mind. The mental activity cannot enjoy peace of mind. It's agitated. That's its nature. It wants to blame it on the conditions you're in or the health or this or that. It will find itself unbearable sitting in peace. It's too agitated. It'll start thinking, well, well, I'll be in peace tomorrow. That's what it does. It's agitation and it begets agitation. Yeah, there's an aspect of us that's not agitated. Yeah. It's not agitated. Yeah. It's at peace before you try to find peace. It's at peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones your head makes up. Yeah. And if you invalidate the head, you'll invalidate its requirements. Seriously. If you invalidate the head, you will invalidate its requirements. You will not live by its requirements. You will not live by its fucking requirements. You won't. Yeah. You don't, you'll see a lot of shit happens without you doing anything. 
you'll be placed in positions of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. In recovery, you may see that you may live a day at a time, the problem not existing for you because it doesn't exist as you anymore. These can become habitual conditions. Yeah, yeah. The head has a habitual addiction. It's agitated, yes? It's like they call it in Hinduism, it's a monkey. And that's why they, they would invite you to maybe meditate because if you would follow your breath, it would be like putting the monkey on a pole and follow the inhale and the exhale. And sooner or later, the monkey would cut, uh, get a little more peaceful. We're not talking about your peace. We're talking about its peace, yes? There's a peace before the meditation. Yeah. But, you know, monkey see, you know, as a monkey, as the monkey does, yeah? So we feel like we have to do ourselves into a condition which may work, but not about your original condition. It doesn't work there, yeah? You'd have to be something and somewhere else to do yourself into it. And you're not. You're there. You're here. That's the assumption of non-duality, or at least that's how it's played out here. And I'm hoping to try to present it. You know, a muffin came out of the bakery. I described the muffin. That's basically, yeah. We're not a franchise. We don't have the the muffins made 50 states away and then shipped here. Just talking about a muffin. It's warm, melts the butter like that. Yeah, seems like this is how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me about wedding cakes or shit like that. I just know about the muffin. Yeah. I know there's an activity going on that's a very jealous activity. It wants to present the idea that this is a world of nouns and verbs when it's only verbing, yeah? And it wants to translate this situation to support its narrative. And as the Course of Miracles says, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So the brain taking in all this information through the senses interprets that all that information to the body of which it is a part. So now the brain noticing subjective experiences is aligning that subjective experience and attributing it to the object, the body. This is non-duality. That's dualism. That's it. Yeah? Something is is wedding the, the subjectivity with the object and actually putting the object before the subjectivity. So we're living as if the cart is in front of the horse. Has it ever been that way? No, but it appears to be that way here for us. So we're starting as an object suffering under a subjective experience because the subjective experience is attributed to the object. So now, the subjective thinks about the object a whole lot. Yeah, doesn't work out well, does it? No. Yeah. No, we find a lot of fault in the object. Yes. 
and the world finds fault in the object. Yeah. yeah. Where we really meet is the subjective experience, yeah? The subject. The objects can all look different and therefore we can feel different or separated from them. But in the sense of what seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, there's a unity there, yeah? Yep. It's very difficult to have it, to have unity if the system you're relying on is based on separation. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. That's why nothing works here. Don't you? You have to see it. Yeah. You have thoughts that were never yours. I remember I met spirituality. I grew up a Catholic kid, but I met like a Indian guru with meditation and stuff when I was nineteen. Never had an experience of anything like that, yet suddenly introduced to that topic and the community, I had thousands of thoughts about it all, about how I should be, how they should be, how da-da-da, where did it all come from? Yeah. It's just files and files of programming waiting for you to meet a topic in life and hit that little keypad and tons of old ideas drop in. Yes. And then you got to try to get the fucking sharpest machete to, to cut through that ever recurring jungle of fucking old ideas and concepts and blind spots. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like Einstein said, you can't use the system that's producing the problem uh, to produce the solution. Yeah, you have to find it from outside of things. Non-duality is saying, uh, as Ramana said, being ourselves reality as the starting point instead of being an action figure. Yes, no, being ourselves reality the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. Why it's the greatest mystery? Being ourselves reality. The greatest mystery is that reality, being ourselves, is looking for reality. Yeah. The fundamental uh, missteps, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So... And of course, everyone that's doing just that doesn't see it because they're calling one aspect of reality Paul, and then the other reality is a conception that Paul's seemingly having. <laughs> so it's basically the greatest mystery is Paul seeking for another Paul. 
<laughs> a better reality of Paul than the reality of Paul now. <laughs> but not ever wanting to lose the reality of Paul. <laughs> a lot of people better fit and longer at it have tried, man. <laughs> The whole point is being ourselves reality. That's the explanation of it all, eh? In non-duality, all the invitations of non-duality rest on the idea that you are what you're looking for, yeah? That's the whole point. With no time or space or any movement or change necessary, because the inherent fact is you are what you're looking for, being ourselves reality. That's the assumption, yeah? I hope it triggers an aha or a feeling that gets you going, but that's what that's that's the that's the fire that can never go out, no matter how many mental blankets are thrown on it. Yeah, that's the fire. Non-duality is now going to explain a lot of the misunderstandings that you're trying to live from to understand non-duality. <laughs> so it's going to negate the misunderstandings. Yes. And you're going to see that's the greatest understanding is that all understandings are misunderstandings <laughs> because they're being held in a fixed point. Yes. What you see or is more of where you see it from, tell you the truth. Yes. Any location is going to put a, a point of view on something. The panoramic view sees those point of views. You don't see the panoramic through a point of view. It's the point of view is a blindness to the panoramic. How can you use that which is used to blind you to something to see it? That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stoked about it. So. Yeah. Anyone else, Mike? Or we'll just, we'll end soon, eh? Are you there, Mike? Mike, are you there? Yes. Yes, I'm muted. I'm muted myself. Let's, let's say goodbye <laughs> to everyone. David. Okay. David, you were starting to turn it into a corner. We had to put a snuff to that. All right. Yes, thank, David. thank you. <laughs> I was getting carried away. I was painting myself into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great share, David. I'm happy to, I've met you and it's been one, it's nice to see that. Uh, quality of traveling lighter is such a juicy, but sort of invisible thing you know which is nice <laughs> thank you but if you've if you've tasted it you know when someone else is tasting it yeah that's a quality it has yeah lindy oh wow that was wild i like that i got the same uh curtain act i like it william stamps nice to see you my friend william i'm hoping uh Traveling lighter is, is the new abiding quality, I hope. Yes. 
Kerry, Hawaii, Craig, down in Melbourne. Now, David's outside of Melbourne. Is, are you north or south of Melbourne, David? You're north, right? North, in a little suburb called Eltham. Craig didn't know where that is, El in Eltham, yeah. 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 I think it's north, right. north or northeast, north. Yeah, all right, good. All right, Marty, yeah, good Wi-Fi, eh, Marty? Yes. All your Looking wishes. good. Ah, there you go, bro. Thank you. Robert, Robert nice. Thank <laughs> you for uh, opening up the show tonight, Robert. Blair, the Blair Witch Project. Always, a lot of people must say that. Yeah. I, I, I'm in a world of horror movies, so. Sherry, nice to see you, honey. It's a pleasure seeing you. I'm happy you came up and hope the rest of your trip went well. Yes, thank you, Paul. It was really great to see you too. And all the food was great and is yeah. great. Mia, Mia's somewhere in San Francisco. I'm gonna get a chip to put in Mia so I can follow where, know where her whereabouts are. All right, <laughs> Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Uh, are you going to be there tomorrow, Thursday? Can you send me your number? I want to give you a call. Yes, I will, Paul. Please, yeah. So I, because I want to talk to you tomorrow. Uh, people were getting hurt. Okay, yeah. I'll send it right now. I'm trying to remember somebody that was at the uh, event in Doylestown. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nina. As always, nice to see you, honey. Remember, you're a lifetime member of Zen Bitch Lab. I, I may be giving you a call soon. Yes, you can. You got the, you got the Zen I have a back number. <laughs> you got the ben, Zen Bitch Slap inner line. Yes, you can call me. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow morning, honey. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Before, before the before meeting. Talk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, John K. Nice to see John. We got Simon. Have I met Thanks, you, Simon? Paul. You think so? Yeah, nice new guy. Oh, nice to meet you, Simon. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Our pleasure. Hazi phone. Nice to see you there. Esther. Esther. Oh, good, Esther. Zoe Banks, Susanna. Oh, this is a nice group right here. Simon has a phone, Esther, Zoe Banks, Susanna. Well, wow, pretty good. <laughs> I'm liking it. Hey, uh, I think I got everyone. Say, uh, thank you very much for, uh, you know, we all hold the space, you know, you feel it, right? We all just play a small role in a larger event and just hold the space. And uh, I hope you, you're refreshed as I am every time I put my head in this water. Yeah. I feel a little lighter. It's pretty nice. Nice to have that, you know, instead of, you know, having a map of all the oases. Yeah. They're not as far and far between than you thought. It's, very easy to find a place to put your head in the water, eh? Yeah, not bad. All right, so thanks, guys. I'll see you tomorrow, some of us, and we'll be there Saturday. Saturday, the meeting is 
going to be at the church, the live one, and the Zoom will be usual, 1 p.m. Yeah, Pacific time. All right, thank you. And Kath Kathleen, thanks. I'm going to try to write that down.